0: Hello, and welcome to Handball in Numbers, the Handball Little Podcast. My name is Mark Hawkins, and I'm joined again by Julian Rooks. Hello, Julian.
1: Hi, Mark. The game that we are focusing on today is Spain versus Denmark, the second semi final, which Denmark won 23 to 27. And the last minutes of the game was completely open, but Denmark kept cool in crunch time and now will play against France for the gold medal on Saturday top scorers were for Spain Adria Vigueras and Alex Dushibayev with five goals each and for Denmark it was Mikkel Hansen with 12 goals.
0: Okay so today we're joined by Juan Andreu, professional player, played many years in Spain and uh, recently in France as well and 52 matches for the Spanish national team on top of that so delighted to have Juan with us today. Uh, welcome Juan, how are you?
2: I'm fine thank you very much for inviting me
0: <laughs> great to have you and of course unfortunately from your side uh, a defeat for Spain in the in the semi-finals today but give us your impression from the match where do you think the match was won and lost
2: yeah for sure it's not the the conversation I, I wanted to have I wanted to talk <laughs> about the the Spanish victory but unfortunately it was not the, the thing but I I thought from the beginning that the injury of Morros that would have been a really difficult tournament for Spain. I think they go over the top, they reach the semifinals, they play amazing. We already know, we already knew when playing against Denmark was going to be the most difficult match. And uh, at the end it was, you have a uh, landing in the goal that I think in the most important moments was the difference. Although uh, we have Gonzalo playing amazing as well, but at the end, I think two, three shots from uh, Figueras, Alex, and two really, and Helén Guardiola was two, three, two, three balls really important. And I think at the end, landing was the main difference.
0: Yeah, and I think we certainly some some evidence to support that as well during the competition. I think mean, Landine is Landine. He's performed well, but we see in this game, he probably had an even better performance than he has done in in some of the other games or compared to his average so far from the tournament. So, and like you say, the, the key balls at the end, you know, uh, Figueroa and a couple from the six meter line, and I think one on the fast break as well, chances that we call them 100% chances. They're not 100% mm-hmm. chances, but have a big, a motivational impact and confidence for the feeling and the players as well if you miss the chances you'd expect to score.
2: Spanish, uh, Spanish game is all, it's always based on a good defense with goalkeeper and fast breaks with the wins with Alej, with Ferran with Angel. Today I think we didn't perform as well as we're used to in, in fast break or at least making as many easy goals we're used to but we ha- I think we have to be very happy about the, what we did in the tournament. We have uh, one more game The most important game for this generation, for sure, trying to get a bronze medal. And I think they have to think only about that.
1: I think you mentioned one very interesting point with defense and the lack of fast breaks. The turnover numbers for Denmark was very low today. And usually uh, Spain's opponent had uh, about 11.3 turnovers per 50 possessions. Today, Denmark just had 6.7, which is their average. So usually Spain forces their, their opponents to the, to the double of the number that they had today. So I think that's, that's the reason for the lack of, of easy goals. Uh, and usually they force that many steals and turnovers by their strong 3-1 to defense. But I think that it's, well, it didn't really work today. Maybe because Gitzel and Hansen are just so strong 1-1 players and got them easy goals because, well, there was so much room in, in the def, uh, in defense then. Do you think that maybe three to one was it was obvious that it wouldn't work too too well against these players? Was it maybe a mistake to to try three to one today?
2: I don't know if it if it was a mistake or not, but uh, this open defense that uh, we are used to see when Spain plays. It's usually based on Vira Moros in the middle. And as I said, uh, he wasn't there today. I think Migallon, uh, his replacement, is going to be an amazing player. He's going to have a good career in the national team. But there was a semi-final in the Olympics, and maybe it was a little bit too much for him at the beginning. I think he played good. I think the problem with Spain was, was that uh, you said so. Uh, I think Der was intelligent. They play slow. They want to play in a, in a low score. Not going too much. Only the last two, three minutes they scored two, three goals when the game was already won. And uh, you know if you play slow and you don't uh, give Spain so many chances to run, you can control the game. And I think that that's what they did.
0: Yeah, and again, it, the statistics support you uh, with that as well. I mean, one, one interesting thing as well is that, and this probably is a result of having not many fast breaks, but Spain's attacks were six or seven seconds longer today than on average throughout the tournament. Obviously, that's a difficult thing to prepare and think about. But as a player, when you're on the court and you're playing for a team like Spain that thrives off easy goals on the fast break like that, how... Aware are you in the game that the attacks are longer or you're not getting the quick goals you need? Do you, do you feel that, or is it something you just it's, you no, can't you, you, you absolutely
2: you absolutely feel that it's uh, it's what I tell you. Spain is based on uh, playing fast breaks, and when you don't have these these easy goals, because for, uh, when you steal a ball and you go fast break, that also depress the other team, and yeah. that gives you the power to continue. And you feel in the other team that they're going down because. They lose, uh, they, they lose opportunities. And today, we didn't see that. I think it was not the Spanish fault. I think it was because Denmark, they play so intelligent today, slow, not trying to to force some actions. And you had to give that to, to Denmark. They play good. They have to shake their hands and say congratulations.
0: Yeah, I mean, like we say, these are the key battles. And yeah, it's either who gets the best of them, mm-hmm. you know, that we see sort of comes out in the end. But in a preparation for a match like this in in a championship especially when you can't prepare a week for it you have maybe one day or if you're lucky to prepare for it yeah are you aware of these things like we talked about the tempo and the speed of the game are you preparing to play in this way or is it more of course you have the team philosophy we try to play like this like we've talked about but are you aware of these things or do you prepare these things in advance that okay this team we have to play quicker against or you know this team it doesn't matter so much if we play quicker against or is it more are you more focusing on yourselves as opposed to? at the the end
2: at the end is what you said you only have one day to to prepare the game it's it's more about feelings it's more about how you you finish the game are you you're you you feel fresh you you feel tired what you but at the end i think semi-finals you you find the strength from uh, you don't know where I think the, the Spanish tactics today, I think it's my opinion, because I play with these guys all the time, it was to try to play their game, to try to play fast, try to make Denmark uh, lose so many balls and to rely on Gonzalo in the goal. Everything went good, but at the end, Denmark didn't lose so many balls. That's the thing. You can play good if they if they were smart enough to, to get the game where they wanted. At the end, they get it. It was, I think, also a point-breaker. Spain was minus two, I think, uh, five minutes to the end. They get a ball and Gedeon Guardera tried to shoot fast and uh, they recovered the ball. I think that, that ball maybe was a little bit too much for the team mentality, you know? You, you score this goal, is minus one. I think Denmark was uh, in uh, such a difficult moment and Spain was in a good moment, but losing this ball it was a bit uh, difficult for Spain. I'm not blaming no no one, not even Guardiola is one of the best defenders in the world. And every time he does that, he scores. Today he was he had bad luck and nothing else.
0: How do you see the third fourth match going with Egypt? What type of style do you expect? Or you know how do you how do you see uh, Spain preparing for this?
2: I actually don't know nothing about what's going to happen. It's uh, I think it's the most open game in the championship. I, in my, in theory, theory, I think Spain it's better and they know how to play these kind of matches. But it's how you can uh, get over a defeat like this in a yeah. very important moment. I think maybe for Egyptian players arriving here, it was already good. And for the Spanish players, also this generation, they were searching for the goal. It was the only thing they had in mind. And you don't know how they're going to react. I know they're going to give everything, but also Egypt is a really difficult uh, team as the non-European teams are—they play so aggressive. Uh, you never know what they're going to do. They're not so—they proto- don't have this prototype humble that uh, we have, and they have an amazing coach with uh, Parrondo that they know. He knows the Spanish team. It's going to depend which team uh, can uh, get over faster from from the defeat today.
1: To finish this up, to look at the final. So, do you think Denmark can be stopped by France, or who, who's your favorite for the gold
2: medal? At, at the beginning of the, the, the Olympics, I would have put money on uh, Denmark already to the final, that's for sure. But I don't have France in my top five. That was, uh, it's not a surprise because when you have these kind of players, Carabatic, Emily, Fabregas, you can always be there. But uh, as they were playing this season, the games against Serbia and the European qualification, they were not in, the, in, my, in my mind to reach the finals. But at the end, I was reading today, I don't know who, who I read. It's going to be the fourth medal for some guys in, in, in France. For Guigou, for Avalo, for Karabatic. They know how to play this. That's like their game. They, they, they're they here to play this. And you never know. In my mind, Denmark is going to win, but maybe these guys like Karabatic and Avalo and Guigou, they're going to make a huge speech to the team. That's our last game. We're going to win. We're going to get the gold, and we're going to shut the, the mouths of everybody that's Talking shit about us in the last six months, so you never know. But in my opinion, it's, it should be the Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we both agree, I guess. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: yeah. I, I mean, I think the one statistic that stands out as a preview is that uh, you know France have made every other team's goalkeeper underperform. The goalkeepers who play against France have the lowest safe percentage. So I think it's Nicolas Andine again, if he, he can take these balls that the other teams haven't, then that, I think that's the the key battle. But, you know, like you said, it's, uh, you know, we've got two teams of players who, you know, reigning Olympic champions. And then, mm. like you say, the Karabach, its Gugu Abelot, who have won everything in 10 years, 20 years. And it's... Um, both sets of players know how to play this moment, so it's which big star rises yeah. the highest.
2: At the end, what's, what's sure is on Saturday, we're going to have two amazing, humble matches. We're going to enjoy so much both matches. It's a shame that uh, we don't get the, the gold medal. I'm I shooting for the bronze medal. I think it's really important for this generation of, of, of players that have played like the last 10 years and they deserve it, starting from... Uh, from Rulo for Laurent Rios, the captain. And uh, I really hope they, they get the bronze medal. Perfect final words
1: uh, <laughs> for today's episode. So thank you so much, Juan, for being our okay. guest today.
2: Thank you too, for, for inviting me. Thank you very much.
0: Tomorrow we'll be looking at the women's semifinals. We'll be joined by Alex Kulish from the Uninformed Handball Hour.
1: Until then, as always, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, it's at HandPolitics everywhere, and uh, go to our website, handpolitics.de. On every platform, you'll find the stats that we're talking about on here for each game. Well, until then, hear you tomorrow.